episode three, Thoughts and Friends podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're back. We're back. It's episode three. We're recording. Are the Bulls back? During the day. Are the Bulls back? Bulls? Maybe back. Let's talk about Maybe it. not. Let's talk about it. Uh, first, pressing question. Uh, BJ Upton or Justin Upton? Which do you prefer? How much older is BJ than Justin Upton? Justin Upton still plays left field for the Angels. Let's or look DH, it up. Or DHs. Good bloodlines. For in my mind, they're like not that far apart. But BJ Upton hasn't played baseball in Yeah, it's been a minute. He'd be Hall of Fame eligible. Yeah, probably. BJ Upton thirty six. Justin Upton thirty three. See, I thought you know he'd be you think he's still playing and BJ Upton hasn't played in so long. BJ Upton. BJ Upton was electric when he when he did play when he had his had his time he was that Tampa Bay run when they went to the World Series he was fun um I'll say I'll, I'm gonna go BJ he I'm was, a BJ guy I'm a, too I'm a BJ I'm a Upton BJ guy. man through and through yeah yeah I agree I, I mean, love BJ at his height you know he's he was a difference maker an electric player <laughs> how old do you think Andrew Bynum is <laughs> uh. Uh, Andrew Bynum of Laker fame, 39. 33 years old. Yikes. Youngest player in NBA history, I think. I don't know if that was broken since then, but. Really? He was when the he youngest in? player really? in NBA history. 33 years old. Comeback? Uh, yes. Um, Andrew La- Bynum? Lakers need some youth. They've been floating his name. He's been in the system. <laughs> he, knows the, he knows the team. Knows the area. Knows what locker room to go to. Andrew Bynum. Interesting. 33 um, years old. 33 years old. Sad. Huh. Guy's legs just don't work. No. Mind blown. Last play at 2014. Two games. Wow. 26 games. Where was he drafted? Where was he drafted out of? What, what was the high situation school. when he... I out of, right out of high school. But yeah. He went where? Lakers. Oh, wh- where else did he play? Mm, he got traded to Philly and then he got hurt. Okay. So. Huh. I didn't know he was that young. Okay. Fair enough. You learn something new every day. Andrew Bynum, 33 years old. Any more trivia? Was that your trivia question? Yeah, that was it. You stumped me. Here's a little uh, um, hypothetical. What Olympic event do you think you could be, you would be the best at if you are competing against a random selection of civilians? Summer, I assume we're doing. Yeah, let's that's do going summer. on right now. I, summer yeah. Olympics. Um, I'd be a disaster in the Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. I can't. I mean, I can't ice skate. I can't skate. Summer, it would have to be just because I play fairly regularly. Not as much right now, but it'd have to be golf. Yeah, because that's so hard. Let's, for uh, the average person, it would be so difficult. What to about an off the beaten path sport? Not a golf, basketball, baseball. Um, it wouldn't be. Wouldn't be any sort of track event. I'm not. God no. I'm not fleet of foot. Maybe I could huck something real far. I don't know. Think you could shot put? Did you Maybe. do track in high school? No, I it was during baseball season, and uh, and I played baseball. Uh, but no, I I wouldn't have wouldn't have been a, a big help to the squad. I can't imagine. But no, not fleet of foot. Um, maybe I'm trying to think of weird stuff I've been watching in the Olympics. You watch it more than I do. I love I love the swimming events. I feel like, but that's something everyone I guess technically. Yeah. Do. If you're thinking there's like a, a baseline ability. If you're I thinking of if you're thinking of a random, I'm not a very good swimmer. Assessment of or a, a random grouping of people. You know, everyone can 
at least has seen someone swim and can kind of swim to, to What's some something degree. that height would help me in? Um, I'm trying to think of a sport. That's not the obvious? Yeah. Uh, um, tennis? Be a big, big serving. I'm bad. Tennis I've play. played tennis. I'm bad at it. Uh, I mean, I guess taking your chances that you're facing one other person in the world, maybe. Maybe. I mean, that was the first thing that came to mind, other than basketball, that uh, height maybe would help you serve. If you get no, ch- no, like a year to practice or anything, like no, you're just you just get Space Jam sucked out of the world and you plop down. I don't know. Could you could you fence? Could you? Yeah, I'd probably <laughs> poke some people. I got the um, reach. Ooh, you said you're a bad swimmer. Handball, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's like the basic answer. Every pro athlete thinks they could be a gold medal right. handball player. Yeah, every like probably yeah. true. Maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't say your endurance. Does that say trampoline? I don't, your endurance isn't a strength. I don't think any sort of like biking or like long distance. Yeah, I'll go with. Uh, what is ooh, trampoline? Ooh, maybe maybe table tennis, maybe ping pong for me. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay at that. I'm not very good. I'll I'll go with golf. I'm pretty bad at most one, things. One and table tennis not two. Not great. Diving. Hey, can we get what is trampoline? Click on that. Equestrian. Where is it at? Bottom row, in the middle. Just jumping on a trampoline? Yeah, just probably probably doing flips and such. Hmm. I don't know. I actually never seen this event. Yeah, it looks like they... That seems fun. Oh, I've seen this. I was watching a video where there was almost a crazy accident. They're flying. It's it's a pretty big big trampoline flying up in the air, and they've got spotters on the outside. This dude just, just plowed into some spotter and just fell directly on him from like 20 feet in the air on a trampoline. It was terrifying. For comedy's sake, let's get American football in the Olympics. That would be fun. <laughs> I would not. Who would? How do you know? <laughs> a Canadi- Canada, Canadian football, they could field a team. I don't know who else. I mean, not competitively. But Who's the best non-American American football player? Probably like a punter. I feel like there's like a Australian punters. Currently? I don't know. A kicker. Oh, maybe I'm thinking. I'd imagine like. It has There's to be some a lot of people that could say like they're from America, but they yeah. It has to be some team. Canadian with, with like Did play? who played in the CFL. I don't know. Like, didn't Flutie is he Canadian? I don't know. Maybe I don't think he's. Canadian. Maybe I'm thinking of people that are just American that played up there, but like Flutie, Kurt Warner is not Canadian that I know of. No, he, he's from he, Iowa. He was a CFL guy. Who are some other like CFL quarterbacks? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it would have to be someone who's American that has, you know, non-American parents. Hey, 12th greatest foreign-born NFL. St- oh, J.H.I., he's uh, he's from... He's got no knees. He's from Britain. There you go. I'm sure he'd put it on the line to get crushed by Bobby Wagner and yeah. uh, other NFL superstars. Yeah. Leading the charge. Ziggy Ansah. Okay, he's pretty good. Jan Stinnerud, do you know who that is? No. He was a collegiate All-American in football and ski jumping. I don't know who that is. Oh, we're going. We have all time here. These are old guys. All time. Got it. Osu Minora. There you go. A lot of kickers. Tom Bahali. Let's just. We'll probably leave that out. There's probably a reason it's not. Yeah, people die. (laughs) There'd be some deaths. Yeah. Heinz Ward. He can make a comeback. Ooh, yeah. I'd just let Sebastian Janikowski play quarterback for somebody. I'd pay to watch that. I would watch it. Yeah, that'd be great. Legend. 
Come on the pod, Sebastian. Yeah, Sebastian. What are you doing these days? If you're the coach, we can kick on first down. <laughs> Just yeah. kick a field goal from. Can't okay, so uh, today on the pod, two main things we're going to get to. You and I went to go see the newest film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Marvel Studios. Presents. He said it. Black, Black Widow. Widow. So first, we're going to talk about that. Give our thoughts. Give our uh, reviews. I guess. Um, going to try some movies on the pod. Maybe do that once a week. Uh, so be looking forward to that. If you're watching this, if you're listening to it Huge in your little movie, ears, guys. Um, yeah, we we be going to the movies. I would and say you're you're a little more in depth with your movie. Your your taste is a little more. Um, yeah, I'm a bit of a snob. Yeah, you're. Um, you, you, let's just say it. I was. You're. You're a snob. A I consider snob. myself a bit of a critic. Yeah, you're. You're a connoisseur. I'm a connoisseur of good. How many cinema. movies? You watch a lot of movies. How many films? I'm sorry, films. No, that's fine. Do you? Uh, you rank them. How many do you have ranked in your um, in your database? Ooh, I didn't have my spreadsheet pulled up. Yeah, I keep a database. Two hundred plus films I watch. You Def- rank them over two hundred. Um, and you're watching two hundred and fifty-seven movies that I've rated. I've been doing that since like twenty. Let's see. What's the first? What year is the first you're, one? You're you're on a what's the what's the app? The uh, Letterbox. No, the that you watch movies on the site. The like old what's. The Criterion? Yeah, so you're a big, huge Criterion guy. I you, do you love like Criterion. You like uh, foreign films. You like you love a subtitle. Mm-hmm. Um, I like all kinds of movies, though. Yeah, we. I mean, I watched like what did we watch? Like Citizen Kane or something? Mm-hmm. Or no, uh, something together. We uh, Casablanca. Casablanca. I'm more of a more of a Marvel Studios type of guy. Yeah. Maybe a maybe a nice romantic comedy here and there, something like that. And you're you're a little more of a a snob. I'm a bit of a more uppity, but you know, I do appreciate me some Marvel movies at, at, from time to time. Yeah, so we'll talk about Black Widow, and then we'll get into some, pick up where we left off in the last pod, talk about National Basketball NBA. Association Free Agency. Free Agency. A little roundup. There's some stuff, some loose ends to tie up. Things have happened. Got a, a few more guys to sign, but we got a, we got the picture. We're, we haven't talked about any free agency. No, we? we touched on it at the end after the draft stuff. But I don't think but it hadn't started at that point. No, it had not. No okay. no signings yet. So let's talk, uh, let's dive into it. Black Widow, directed by Kate Shortland. Screenplay by Eric Pearson, starring obviously Scarlett Johansson, also Florence Pugh, David Harbour, and Rachel Weiss. Um if Here's someone, a synopsis. If someone, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, and then I'll. Natasha Romanoff, aka Black Widow, confronts the darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arises. Pursued by a force that will stop at nothing to bring her down, Natasha must deal with her history as a spy and the broken relationships left in her wake before she became an Avenger. So after this movie, I, if if someone would have came up to me and and told me or asked me what you think or or how'd you how'd you like it or, or tell me something about it? I didn't have a great answer to be honest. Um, I had to think a little longer and kind of work back through the movie and, and think a little harder about it. If someone came up to you after the movie and told you or asked you what'd you think, tell me about it. What you what would you say? Go ahead. And my immediate thought after the movie was over was meh. It left me very lukewarm. I've seen much worse movies. But I did not find it particularly good. The more I thought about it, there were 
some moments and some stuff that I really liked that I thought was kind of different from Marvel and then some stuff that I thought was very poorly done. Um, for the most part, I don't think my opinion's changed on that. I think it's sort of worse than the sum of its parts as a movie in a lot of ways. But yeah, generally, I don't know. This movie felt like it was out of place. It felt like they should have made it two or three years ago. Yeah, it's. Um, it felt like Scarlett Johansson kind of, they just kind of swept her under the rug. They kind of pushed her to the back seat, which is kind of messed up. Yeah. Um, Huge. I don't think for the for the folks at home that hasn't seen one of the highest grossing movies of all time. Huge spoiler alert. But question to you is the fact that she is no longer in the universe. She died in the most recent Avengers, uh, Avengers movie. Does that change? Would it have changed anything for you? If A little, a little. This all feels very anticlimactic. If um, it feels like a... But I do like the idea that it's... And with like the post-credit stuff, it is setting up future stuff, which all these movies do, which gets a little annoying because I feel like it kind of limits what you can do as an individual filmmaker when you're making a movie like this. Basically, Feige and uh, the Russo boys are kind of pulling the whole strings and putting you in a very limited box of what you can do in terms of story and what you can and can't do with these characters, which just, I don't know, makes all these movies, which is my biggest problem with most of them, feel very same. It kind of feels like you're watching the exact same movie a lot of times. And And I mean, you're just like... You're just kind of like, oh, a little little glimmer of this, a little poke of that sometimes. Maybe it was a result that she's no longer in the universe with the main character, um, Natasha. It it just felt like the whole story... It, was this maybe one of the most disconnected from the universe that any of these so. movies I mean, have since felt? I like the, you know, some of the early, early, early right. ones that they didn't really have the groundwork Outside laid. of the post-credit scene where it referenced it teased something for the future with yeah they, Florence I mean, they reference like they reference um, civil war, civil war vaguely at the end after that i don't remember where it fits on the timeline which is where mm-hmm. it fits it picks up right after civil war yeah um yeah it just felt we'd call it call it money grab would you go that far like uh you'd call these movies that yeah of, well though. i suppose but um I know you wanted to kind of kind of send her off with a with her own standalone her. film. I um, don't know. It just it it just left me with nothing. I just don't. There's no strong takeaways. It's just so meh. Is is a good way to put it. Basically, the entire time this Marvel stuff has gone on, like I think as a character and the way they set up Black Widow has is very interesting, and I think there's a lot to unpack there. And some interesting stuff, and they've failed to do it at basically every turn, and they kind of remedy it in this, but not as much, or not to we'll me in a that. way that was very satisfying, because, I don't know, I mean, th- most of these characters don't have trauma or things like that in their past. They're very much superheroes. I mean, like, Tony Stark is a rich guy with daddy issues. Captain America's, you know, got a little bit more of an interesting um, origin story, I guess. Like, you know, uh, Natasha, Black Widow, I think has the most potential for a character that's like very real, very... That's the word, real. Yeah, she's not. She's just a person. Yeah, she's not like, a god. Mm-hmm. And it's... Which is a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing in that sense that 
it's more relatable. There's a lot more story there to potentially unpack and get into. But at the same time, finding so going from these gigantic movies with these with Thanos and these, it's hard to match her with a villain that feels like the same of, I, the, of the same yeah. stakes, I suppose, or I don't know the best way to. It's just matching her with a villain that is scary, intimidating, or powerful, but matching him with the probably her and um, Hawkeye, the least powerful or least imposing Avenger. It's just a weird match to to find a, a balance there of powerful, but also the villain is fighting just a human, a, a spy. Basically, it's a it's a weird one line to toe. Yeah, I yeah. So. Let's kind of get into like the beats of the movie okay. and what happens. Um, spoilers for Black Widow ahead. Sure, I guess we could have put that. In. But I mean, up till now we haven't spoiled anything. Sure, um, yeah, that's true. Nothing like uh, story wise. Spoilers for Avengers Endgame. <laughs> if you missed it, that's on you. Um, yeah. Spoilers ahead. Um, so basically, we start out in Ohio when Natasha and Elena—that's Florence Pugh's character—is that her name? I believe so. Elena. I yeah, think? I believe so. Not. Um, don't spelling beat me on that, but it's it's a version of that. Elena, Elena, something yeah. like that. Um, they're in Ohio as children. Step in ye- with a Y. Elena. Elena. Go on. As children, they're kind of running around, um, doing kids stuff. Uh, on the swings or not? I guess you. Yeah, I mean it's you know a little little montage Americana. Mom and dad, two girls. Um. They're going to dinner with mom, played by uh, Rachel Vice. Rachel Vice. Um, and then dad David Harbor comes home, and he has a stern look on his face, and he rushes them into a car. We got an hour. We got an hour. We got to get out of here. They're on the run from somebody, something. Um, they drive to an abandoned air. Oh, <laughs> in the meantime, which comes back, which I thought was stupid. You, they play American Pie in the car. Uh-huh. On the she way. said, put my song on. The, song the on. younger uh, Yelena says she's throwing a fit and says, put my song on. She wants to. And it's, yeah, American Pie. American Pie, Don McLean. Uh, I rolled my eyes when that happened. And they drive by a high school football field. True. To be fair, I mean, though, they might as well throw an apple pie. To be fair, though, and we'll get to car. this later. One of my favorite moments later in the movie, though, I like that. You don't look like you do. But go nah. ahead. Yeah, nah. it, it, I like the attempt. I suppose I don't know. Go ahead. Um, so they get to this airfield. They're being chased by. That was what I was. They're being chased by the American government. I assume. Yeah, because because they're, they're all sleeper cells spies for Russian or Sokovian yeah. government. So yeah, I assume that was like S.H.I.E.L.D. or the Americans Ohio, coming yeah. after them. Yeah. Um, and they were work. The reason, I don't know. I <laughs> The whole plot is like kind of whatever. I don't really understand. Um, I guess it's probably more simple than I'm thinking it was. But yeah. There's a whole thing. They get away on a plane. Um, they fly to somewhere in like the Caribbean or South America somewhere. They meet up with uh, our main villain, main villain, um, played by uh, Ray Winstone, uh, Dr- Dry Dre Dry Drakov? 
Drakov. 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 Yeah. Um, and we get a little thing there together. Um, the girls, it turns out, are getting separated, getting taken away to be widows. But it, Scarlett Johansson's younger self already had done that, though. She knew. She was so the. But she yeah. was acting like she'd already done it yeah. before. She had done it. So, yeah, we basically learned we go to this airfield with the main villain, and we basically learned that it's a, the family is fake. It, they're not their parents. Um, they're both the parents, um, David Harbour and Rachel Weisz's characters, are spies, are plants in the U.S., and they were, they were found out, and they had, to, they had to bail. And it seemed like, yeah, Scarlett Johansson younger self knew knew they weren't a real family and the youngest did not and she had been yeah the the widow which is drakov's army of young young women i I guess that he's brainwashing and training it's it's very bizarre um they're whisked away into another plane and and sent to this this program i guess not captured but kind of like Essentially, essentially captured children yeah. soldiers. Children soldiers, yes. Um, <laughs> here's one thing that the main character, Ray Winstone's character, that Russian accent, he just kind of was like <laughs> every fourth or fifth word, I'm gonna kinda put a little something on it. And other than that, he's just a British guy. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was able to Hello, I, I, I'm Volkov and I'm going to kill you. I was able to just kinda like brush aside. It didn't <laughs> yeah, bother me like, that much. Okay, whatever. That's the other thing that's very confusing about this, and it's, I mean, it's stupid, and I understand why they do it, but when they're all together and no one's around, they're talking in perfect English in the beginning, and then when they get there, they're speaking in Russian, but then when they're all reunited at the end, they speak in English with Russian accents. So, that doesn't really make sense, but whatever. Yeah, there was a few accents. I'm, I'm able to... I don't care. Especially in that That's type of more just like a funny popcorn movie, I'm able to just kind of brush this aside. I don't. I don't care. That apart. Right. Um, just funny to me. What happens next? We cut to present, or I guess present day within the movie. Uh, yeah, Natasha's basically on the run. We get a little fake out that she's surrounded. It turns out to be a fake. She's somewhere else. Yeah, we see we see some uh, some grown. They're still young uh, women chasing uh yelena the younger sister around um because she she was well no first we have natasha she goes to her camp or whatever we know she's on the run right after. and then we cut to yelena who's yeah on a mission a part of the the widows a part of these brainwashed yes, as one of so the widows well, we don't know how yet but there's Drakov's able to con- mind control them with well, we don't know that at this point but then there's this <laughs> This red she, gets, she kills her target, gets sprayed with a red red substance, antidote, and it looks like her whole face. She kind of right. gets turns into a different person. Well, she starts to feel like empathy. We learn this, yeah. Red antidote is is able to break the mind control yeah. that he's under. So um, that's kind of the key to the entire story. That's what yeah. kind of gets the plot going after that point. Um, and then she's able to get there's a there's a bundle of these like vials and she's able to get them. That is the mission that they're on is to get these vials and destroy them. But she gets sprayed, so then she runs away, gets the vials. And she's able to get them to 
Natasha. Natasha's and then place in with Budapest. Pesh. Make yeah. a big deal. Big point. That. Uh, gets them to her with a picture of them when they were younger, so she knows that it was sent from her. And then we go on the on the move to find to find the younger sister. And uh, Natasha goes back to where her place in Budapest. They get a little reunion. They fight. Right. They they do the they call a truce. Call a truce. Um, they do it. That was a cool fight scene. I yeah, thought was, in in the apartment. That yeah. was that was kind of cool. They call a truce, and uh, it's sisters united. What do you think overall of the dynamic of those two, the sisters? I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. I, I like Florence thought Pugh. Florence Pugh was very good in this. I thought yeah. she was. She's good in everything. She, she was. I was very funny. suspect about the Russian accent. Um, I assume they're just going to do what they did with Scarlett Johansson in like two movies from now. She's just like, not nah, forget happen. it. She's like, whatever. Just you're forget just, it. You're just going to be American now. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I thought their dynamic was okay. Um, one thing that I didn't really like, to me, they kind of made Black Widow's character seem like the least likable character. In every interaction, she was kind of a buzzkill. Yeah, that's she a good point. She was just like, why are you being so funny? Why are you being so goofy? Like, True. let's be serious. I'm like, oh, well. She did. Her and then David Harbour provided the uh, a lot of the comedic mm-hmm. moments from the... And she did kind of, yeah. She just kind of drug... Like, my biggest problem with this whole movie was the tone. It was so all over the place. It was very funny at one moment and then deftly serious at the next on the drop of a hat. Um I don't know. I don't think this movie could really decide what it wanted to be to me personally. Yeah. So these two, sc- basically, the uh, to move the the plot along, their their goal now is to find uh, Drakov where he's hidden in in this place known as the uh, the Red Room, uh, mm-hmm. right? The Red Room. No one can find it. It's no completely off the map. Nobody knows where it is. And he's hiding here, pulling the strings, controlling this army of before that young women. She is. They reveal that they're unleashing. Um, What's the, what's the the main bad guy? Taskmaster. Taskmaster to hunt these them down. Natasha gets her, which is a gets her car blown up. She's just driving along. She barely gets away with these vials. They send Taskmaster after these vials. Yeah. Yeah, and basically the whole movie Taskmaster is chasing the our protagonists. Correct. Yeah. Um, so they set out to find Drakov's hideout, um, and. They don't know where it's at. They have really no information, but um, they thought their first thought was the only one that would would be their previous fake father, fake father. David Harbour's character, who uh, whose name is Alexi, by the way. Alexi. Alexi, and we find out that he is a Marvel character known as the Red Guardian, which is basically USSR Super Captain Soldier. America. Yeah, Super Soldier, Captain America, yeah, USSR. Uh, named Alexi, he is being held in a prison i'm not sure where in some in the middle tundra. of siberia yeah basically. so yeah um it has, I, I thought that was one of the that more of fun the scenes, scenes. They that was really out, fun they break, they him, break out. him out of prison they take a helicopter and and I, break him out of prison i enjoyed him just repeatedly arm wrestling people, smashing people yeah breaks that big guy's wrist yeah that, that was, was fun funny he what do you think of his character overall he was he was a lot of the comedic comedic relief uh, kind of a goofball not really kind of not aloof, but like always. He's just a big gullible idiot the entire time, which it was funny, and I think it served the purpose of the movie, but as a character, I don't buy that he's strong or threatening in any way, which I think if he's basically the equivalent of Captain America, 
Yeah. We should probably get a little bit more of that. And he basically is, I don't know, I don't buy him as an actual hero, villain, yeah, we'll talk. superhero, which, again, goes back to the whole tone thing of this, picking and choosing where to insert humor and where to kind of let these characters shine as superheroes, as these powerful beings. Right. And then it's a very slippery slope. They break him out. They have some funny, funny moments. Um, there's a whole dysfunctional dad and daughters in a in the helicopters. They fly away. Some funny moments, I, I suppose. Um, and then when they pick him up, his first thought is to well, they reveal, I suppose, when they in the beginning when they go to that airstrip. Their mother, uh, Melina, Rachel Weisz's character, was shot she in was the shot trip. When they were and they thought maybe she, you, you thought maybe she had died, and the kids maybe thought she had died. But they revealed that she is alive and still works as a spy with Drakov. I, I suppose I call her a spy. She's like um, the lead scientist. Scientist, yeah. And Alexi thinks to to track her down to get the whole family back together, find the answer. She still works with him. She knows where the red room's at. We'll go find her. They go to a pig farm, or I guess it's she's testing this mind control stuff on pigs on this farm. Uh, they have a big reunion. They have a little sit down at the table, at the dinner table. This is my favorite part of the whole movie. I thought this was like kind of more what I family wanted. Family dysfunction the, at the table? Well, like they kind of got a little more serious about all the, <laughs> Another thing, one thing, back to the escape scene. Um, <laughs> they make a joke to Florence Pugh, David Harbour does, about she's, like, very mad and angry with him. And he says, is it your time of the month? Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, no, they ripped out oh, all, yeah. of my, all of my uh, reproductive organs. That, that, why did they make a joke out of that? I don't, I don't know. know. That was the whole thing. It was like, this is very serious. They've ruined our lives. Everything's terrible. But then she just very nonchalantly makes a joke that, they've tortured her for all these years, which is like my whole thing with this. It's like, is it very serious and are they killing us or are we going to make a joke out and of that, it? I think that goes back to uh, the, like the lack of a, suppose a villain or, or someone that they make kind of make a joke out of what really is supposed to be showing like the intimidation, the, the power and the, What's the the scary behind the villain? Like what they're doing to these girls? What? Anyways, that's basically all we have. Yeah, I don't I don't buy any I don't really buy into any of the stakes because they kind of make a joke of the whole process. In one of these characters that has one of the more serious, more traumatic backstories, they kind of repeatedly make a joke out of it, which kind of I don't know killed the whole movie for me. And we're referencing this uh, Drakov, the the bad guy. We don't ever see him either. Like in the beginning, he's in. My thought: you watch the Marvel movies more than I do. Has he been? Was no, I don't know who he in is. Other movies? No idea. I don't. It's I don't. I don't know if he was or not either. I, um, I could. I could be wrong. I don't think so. Maybe referenced or, I don't know. I just he just didn't do it for me. I just didn't. Yeah. He he was as bland and white bread of a villain in a suit, li sits in a dark lab, has a henchman. Oh, another, so, okay. And then this is where the movie really starts to fall apart for me. So they're in, well, this isn't where. They're at the table. 
eating dinner, basically. They, you know, are doing some little family jokes, but then they get very serious about, well, uh, it basically Lady, uh, um, uh, Florence Pugh's character. Yelena, the whole sentiment is, it, matter, like, it mattered to me. It, it was real to me. me. You guys were real to me. The other three are saying this was a fake family. Get over it. It was, or no, Scarlett Johansson is basically saying that. She's kind of resistant. Like, this is all she, fake. When she was young, was she knew. She, she was aware. She was aware. And Florence Pugh's character was much, well, not much younger, but younger enough that they'd never told her. But then we kind of reveal that what the mother character was working on and what uh, their initial mission when they, at the very beginning of the movie, were doing was to get this mind control uh, thing. Get They got some sort of floppy disk that had some sort of information to get this mind control stuff, and then they end up using it on Yelena. So that was very interesting to me to grapple with, like, decisions, um, like what it means to be a family, like... I don't know, like how your decisions impact stuff, listening to orders versus doing what's right. That was a very interesting moment and a very interesting part of the movie, like emotionally making these people feel like real characters. It didn't last long. It and didn't. I, I think it that could have been a stronger um, part that they could have leaned into. She gets really mad and they separate and David Harbour goes, goes to console her and consoles her and they listen to the song. Which he was sings like, her the song. He sings her the song, I which thought a nice moment. I thought but it was kind of cool. It was fine, but it, it was... It had been long enough and was, like, a small enough part of I think of I just wish it was a different song. Maybe, yeah. I think that is it. It it was long long enough ago in the movie and a small enough part to where when he starts singing it to her, you don't know right away, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's... The, the other thing, though, about he that did, is, like... like he did like, care. He did... It's like... He remembered her song. It's like, um, so I s- basically sold you into a slave trade to be a mindless soldier, but I'm going to sing you the song. Oh, Dad, <laughs> I love you. Well, it's that turned it all around. <laughs> We're good now. It's not all around, but... But she's, like, happy now. It's like, I'm <laughs> like, okay, you remember that song? I don't know. It was a nice... I thought it was a nice touch, all right? It was... this The whole thing that she was mad about is that no one no one cared and it didn't mean anything to them. But for him to remember the words to her song, like, it was... I don't know. It was, it was a nice touch. But that scene the, was my favorite scene. There's a very human moment. And then... As they're singing that, they get swarmed by... Well, no, they Go cut ahead. back to the mom and uh, Black Widow talking, and she says, as soon as you got here, I called I called the Black Widows to come and take you guys. And they get overwhelmed, they get captured, and then we find out that the Red Room has been in a giant flying lab. Floating? That was so lame. And when I, I saw like, it, I was like, oh, oh man, that was tough. There's there's our there's our reason why uh, it was it was above the grid. They no literally say it. it was above the grid. Yeah, I thought that was pretty brutal. Um, they get yeah they all get captured. Yeah, so they get captured. <laughs> uh, we see Scarlett Johansson and David Harbour are locked in cells, and the mom character is with uh, our main bad guy Ray Winstone's character in his little lab. And then a movie that, or a move in the movie that made me gasp and made me want to like make a fart noise. They reveal that Scarlett Johansson and the mom character are just wearing these digital face masks. Digital that like face modifiers to basically. Like a, I mean, like a Mission Impossible thing where they have like masks, but we don't see anything that you, that exists. That's that's supposed to be like this big like reveal, like oh, it's that's their plan. She didn't betray him. This is they're they're working together. 
there's like a digital like face mask that we never they've switched identities basically we never get shown that technology exists never, never before happens it's just it's like oh they can just the do the laziest writing move you could possibly have they don't yeah, and I agree. then it, it flashes tough. back it's like okay this is all in the plan we're going to get captured on purpose i'm going to go up here i know that they're going to put you in these exact I'm gonna, cells i'm going to tell them to put you here so this um, yeah. they're going to not know it's me that was brutal. um they're going to bring me right into this room and then i know they're going to break out of this exact time he's going to send all his forces there i know every single move 10 moves ahead that he's going to do which happens in a lot of movies like this where it's just like no you don't he's i mean that, that that's that never going to work and i get for a movie like this that's not important but I thought that was brutal. Like One of the worst parts of the movie. If they had shown, I don't know, like an hour before that that exists, or maybe they just hint at it while she's on the farm. Hey, I'm working on this. I have this little thing going. Nothing. And I don't think before. they did, which is kind of shocking. Usually in a Marvel movie, they would have at least shown you. Yeah. I mean, that's all it took. It could have took a 45 second bit where they just show, hey, uh, look at this. I have this. You can do this. Yeah. But to not know that exists, and then they have a whole thing where they break out, and then another. MacGuffin, I, I, another MacGuffin where Scarlett Johansson can't kill the bad guy because he has some sort of technology imprinted in all of these, all these widows, widows that all these his pheromones make it impossible to inflict any harm. Brutal. How Some stupid of the worst is that? stuff I've... And then, and then the fix... The fix? the fix is you have to sever the nerve so she just breaks her own nose and then it's fine. Weird. That doesn't make any sense. And I get most of these movies don't make any sense, but that was so stupid. That was so Brutal. dumb. So the whole flying castle in the sky and that whole deal with how they got in and their plan brutal a movie like this that's a big sort of like spy action thriller where you can kind of be creative in the plot and have interesting little things and drop little nuggets they did none of that they didn't drop any little breadcrumbs that paid off later in terms of like their plot or their plan it was all very much a giant MacGuffin. like oh man yeah the third act was quite quite brutal the action was kind of cool though action was fine yeah it looked cool it looked good um, um we also reveal so in scarlett johansson like blew up he was a, a thing and she thought that ray winston's character was dead he was attacking that a while ago yeah attacking we, him we reveal that she also killed his daughter because she was in the attempt to kill attempt him to kill him and then it's revealed that revealed that taskmaster is like this weird darth mm. vader version mm. of his daughter right which is I don't care. I, no. That didn't do anything for me. That was supposed to be a big. For that, that was supposed to be a big reveal. All I, we also, did was, I also was like, no shit. Yeah. All, all we saw was her uh, supposedly get blown up. We don't know anything about her. I don't. It's a little girl. I mean, you feel bad that a little girl got right. blown up, but it's like I, I, I don't care. Yeah. Um. So yeah, eventually they break out. Um. They're getting away. It's kind of cool. I mean, it's the classic like run out of an exploding building. Yeah, the whole place is going to explode. Got to free all the widows. They spray down a bunch of the widows with the serum. As they're attacking, yeah. They get away. We get Florence Pugh's character does like a fake sacrifice. She sacrifices herself, but then she doesn't die, yeah, obviously. Yeah, saves her and gets her a parachute. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, the CGI. Was, the CGI in that part was... I also thought the CGI in some of these parts for a Marvel movie was incredibly bad. Really, you always you always point stuff out like that. I for some reason I'm just not in as into that s- stuff. Some of the stuff looked incredibly I, I'm bad. Easily, more I easily ima- look, just overlook it. A movie that they had an extra year basically to work on felt so rushed, which is so shocking to me. Yeah, 
Um, and then, you know, they land, they have a little reunion. Uh, the Russian family goes their own way. Black Widow says, I'm going to, you know, break my friends out of jail and to go forward and set up the rest of what happens in the Marvel movies. Yeah. I thought it would have been, it would have, it would have uh, made the villain a little bit better, made the stakes a little higher if either Alexi or Melina, their parents, one of them would have been killed. Yeah. Thoughts. We needed a death. We need, I, there was no emotional stakes for me at any point in time in this movie. I thought I, I did thought, not um, care what happened. I thought Melina, their mom, it would have been a good idea to kill her. It seems like because David Harbour, the Alexi, he's such a good character. He's he's also a a super soldier too. Bankable character. Like he's funny. He's going to be back. I would think, right. He's going to be a a part of shocked if he's not in other movies, but yeah, the, the mom character, I think it would have been, seems like kind of a miss that they're not going to have him in a way Rogers in a movie, a way to right, a way to raise the stakes would have been to, for the villain, um, Drakov to kill her, like figure out that she had betrayed him and, is working with these story of this movie. There's a lot of things they could have done that they didn't do. Yeah. I think um, it would have been, it would have helped a lot. Like kind of have the moment where they're like, Oh, you, you did care. You did, it did mean something to you. And then once that kind of sucked you back in, like, Oh, they are a bit of a family. Then, then kill her and yeah. like kind of raise the, that's a, that was my biggest, like something you could have done fairly easily. Really? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Anything? Anything else? Any, any, what? Say something good about it. It Seems was like fun. You, it was it fun. It was funny. The action was. I think Florence Pugh's gonna play a big part moving compelling. forward. Fairly compelling. I'm excited she's, for Florence Pugh and David Harbour's character going forward. They tease, they tease that in the post-credit scene. Um, Julia Louis Dreyfus's character, who has debuted in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. I don't remember the name of her character. I'm sure some Me Marvel either. fan is like. Uh, screaming. Florence Pugh is just on a rocket ship right now. She's she is, an incredible actress. Like she's very young still. She's a great actress, and she's just been just movie after movie, just knocking it out of the park. She's. Delightful I think she's going to be a huge, huge piece of the. I don't know what phase we're on, but four. Don't care. Don't um, care. She's going to be a big player moving forward. I would think. Yeah, it's kind of. She's just going to be new. Black it's kind of easy for her to just pick up. It's, That's it's, the thing. It's all of, this yeah. is so dumb. It's kinda like, silly, oh, we killed Iron Man and we killed Captain America and we killed Black Widow, but then we're just going to have new Captain America, new Iron Man, new Black Widow. Yeah, it's they basically like, just take the mantle from her I sister. That was That's that was my, easy. That's my problem with all these movies. There's no real emotional stakes to any of this. Let's just Characters do it all again. Just die and get brought Let's back. Just do Characters it all again. Die and then we just make a retroactive property for them it's like none of this matters it makes all the other stuff not but matter it's to me fun yeah it's fun and a lot of people talk about it so i f- get fear of being left out so i feel the need to watch it anything else um, on it? um mm, you know what this movie felt like to me it felt like the very talented kid in school that puts all his work off to the last minute <laughs> and then he does the project and he gets it done it's like well you passed. It was good, but I just know you could have done your much best. better. It wasn't your best. I not, know you could have done much better. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. It's the it's the gifted kid that came up with something, and it's like, I could just make whatever out of this, and it'll be, you know, acceptable. It'll make money. Yeah. It'll <laughs> be a movie, but I could have made something much more compelling and much and then, more emotionally resonant. And then it has nothing to do with it really but and then Scarlett Johansson suing Marvel over it kind of feels like that, that kind of feels is, like that was 
symbolic of the whole thing yeah. to me because this movie feels like such a money grab and that kind of it kind of feel like the lawsuit like started before the movie yeah. it feels like she was in a lawsuit during it just didn't this movie feels like her attitude like, like you said a, wasn't real yeah i mean a way to sell like black widow merchandise and just milk these characters for every last cent there's not really a lot of thought into making this movie other than as a service to scarlett johansson was the thought and then they basically do a disservice to her by not honoring her contract and releasing it onto Disney Plus within like a week. Yeah, tough. Um, do better, Disney. Anything, anything else? Um, I don't have many other. Talked about my final score. Yeah, what was you uh, say? What was out your hundred? I gave it a sixty out of a hundred. Sixty. That's fairly low. Yeah, it's for pretty you, low for me. I mean, I, that's. I could be talked into doing it higher. I just, I don't know. The entire. I knew you didn't it like just it, left but me very. I didn't expect it to be. Like, I would give it somewhere in like the low to mid seventies, probably, just because I'm. Yeah, it just I'm left willing me, to just like overlook kinda, more things, I guess, and just like me, have fun. It left me lukewarm, and it left me kind of like feeling like it was just a yucky corporate product more so than a movie. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, 60's probably a little low, but that's 60's harsh. what I have it at now. I mean, here's a good comparison. I, it's a right around where I had like F9. I don't know. It's similar type of movie. Would me. you Would you call know. it? The, the most Fast and Furious Marvel movie? No. It's, yeah, it's not similar in that way, but just in terms of quality, how I feel about it, I don't know. Uh, yeah. All right. Where does this stack up in, like, the tiers of Marvel movies for you? Middle, I mean, low. bottom? Below average. Bottom third, bottom bottom five movies? Um, Bottom five, I would have to... Some Thor's, uh, one of the Iron Man's isn't very. Good. Yeah, I mean, right around somewhere five from five to ten, probably in that range. If just off bottom the top of my head, or bottom ten, somewhere in there. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, not their best showing. Didn't love it. A lot of people seem to kind of like it. So, um, has its problems. Fun movie. Would you recommend going to see this movie? I would say yes. Sure, it's fun. It's good. It's, it's good action. Good afternoon. Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, are and David Harbour, pretty mostly delightful for the most part. Mm-hmm. Some, Pretty pretty good comedy. I yeah. thought a couple, couple funny bits when she's actually this is uh, Rachel Vice's character, um, one of the only ones that I remember that I wrote down. I don't. I think is at the very end when they do the big fall from the floating castle and they're all kind of grouping up after, and Natasha comes up to her and says, "Are you okay?" And she says, "I'm very clearly hurt." When she's yeah. like holding her, she's like, "I'm very clearly hurt," yeah. or very clearly injured, or whatever yeah. she says. I laughed, um, and then Florence Pugh had some funny moments too. But yeah, I, I would say go see it. It's funny, pretty good action. And it's Marvel. If you it's, like Marvel you know. movies, if you like that type of thing, it's pretty much what you're what you're signing up for. Yeah. Okay. We'll come back in just a second. Talk a little free agency. All right, we're back talking NBA free agency. We are two days into free agency. Three days into free agency. We're recording this on August fifth, a Thursday afternoon. Uh, few dom- most of the dominoes have fallen at this point. Uh, where I'm going to start is, uh, we talked about this on the draft show. Uh, the big splash pre-draft was Russ to the Lakers, and the obvious thought is not going to work. Not enough shooting. What are they going to put around them? They've put stuff around them. They've certainly they've certainly put stuff around them. Let's talk Lakers first. They have signed. They uh, re-signed uh, Talon Horton Tucker. They brought in Kendrick Nunn. Kent Bazemore, Wayne Ellington, Malik Monk, Trevor Ariza, Dwight Howard, and finally, 
we get LeBron Mello. Everybody's NBA Live 2005 fantasy draft it's has on. come to fruition. It's on. Every little kid put together LeBron and Mello back then. I know I did. We're and doing now it. we're finally going to see it. We're doing it. Uh, thoughts on the Lakers, their additions. Do they have enough shooting? What do you think? Well, that's that's the big thing. They, I think they, they didn't have, have enough, enough shooting. shooting. I highly question how the defense on this team is going to look because I think their title and last year how they won was primarily with their defense. Obviously, LeBron and AD are helpful, but I think their versatility defensively, their ability to guard at a high level was a big reason for their success. And I think with this team, you have a lot of guys that can defend. You have a lot of guys that can shoot. You have almost nobody that can do both. Um, None minus defender. Mello, minus defender. Monk, minus defender. Ellington, minus defender. I I don't know. I, I question know. the defense. I don't know about THT. Is he did he flash any he's got I, he's I got good I, length. I know he I, I know he's, they like his offensive upside. I'm not really sure what he offers on defense. We've basically never seen him play in a meaningful basketball True. game. So I think uh, a lot of people on the internet should probably pump the brakes on THT a little bit. Dude, Hall of Famer. Might be good. I heard he's a Hall Probably of Famer. Probably not. It's, he's got big. He's giving me big Kyle Kuzma energy on how people perceive him on the internet. Did basically offensive nothing. Ups, offensive upside, yeah. dude. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, overall, I think the signings are good. I think they needed to fill the team out with guys like this. I think Nunn and Monk is interesting. Um, yeah, when they when I saw scoring punch, when I saw again, yeah, none. I I kind of like none as some scoring punch, a backup guard that can come in and give a spark. Um, and Monk flashed like I mean he had the best year of his career last year. He shot shot the hell out of it from three, so that'll be very interesting to see how he fits in and maybe with even more space. Obviously, he can shoot it at a high level and deliver on kind of what we expected from him coming out of Kentucky. Trevor Reza still doing it. Dead. Still doing it. He's so dead. He's been dead for three years. I just that that does absolutely nothing for me. Yeah, um, that's, he that's got tough. torched by the Bucks in the playoffs. He's so dead. Yeah. Dwight third run, third run in yeah. LA, running it back. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they needed to do this. I, their options were kind of limited. Are they your preseason favorite in the West? I think they have to be. Um, I think they are in a good spot because Murray is going to be out and Kawhi is going to be out. So that takes out two of the big contenders in the West. Um, Murray, I'd assume, will miss about half the year, if not more. Kawhi, I'd assume, is out the entire season. Yeah, that was more serious than we thought. That's Towards ACL. partial, at least partial um, ACL tear. ACL tear. So that leaves Phoenix, who, I mean, I think if they're healthy last year, they beat Phoenix in the playoffs probably. Um, I don't want to say that Phoenix got lucky, but every single team some that they faced, they had some good breaks. Some fortunate breaks, which is what it takes. Um, um, I think they yeah they didn't have, have to, to yeah they faced three teams that's best or second best player was hurt. We'll see. We'll see on Jamal Murray. When's he? When's he expected back? I don't. I mean, he got hurt at the very end of the year last year, so I'd imagine not before the All Star break. But I mean, if he's I back, and I mean Utah, Utah will be back again. I don't know that I necessarily fear them. No, it's just yeah, it's a regular they're, season, the old regular season darlings. Yep, they seem to have a bit of a cap on what they're capable of as a team, and I think we reached it last year. I might, 
it's it's hard to tell. ACL these days is just like, oh, I'm just fine. I'm I'm just better than I was when I come back. Even if Denver is 100%, I think I would still pick the Lakers, though. Really? Because I think that's think, close. You got to think what I mean. What else? What else are they really bringing to the table? Porter Jr., very good player, but reigning MVP, limited, um, reigning MVP. I don't want to take anything away. Jokic had the best season and he played the full season, but he's probably not a top five player in the league. Um, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, Aaron Gordon. Meh. I wrote. He yeah. didn't show me very. I wrote much. down. Uh, I like their signing of Jeff Green. I think he's a nice. Yeah, Jeff Green's he a good played, signing. Played really well for the Nets. Um, I, I just last year in the playoffs. I'm just still going to take the Lakers. The Lakers were healthy last year. I would have taken the Lakers probably. Um, I think I liked their team better last year maybe. I mean, Russ is much better than anyone that has been on this team before. Yeah. Um, I just – I think don't for know. now, I think for now, pending a couple injuries, they have to be the favorite. And then maybe after them, maybe Phoenix toss in a healthy Nuggets after that. Utah will, be, will be in that mix. Still got to be up there. Um, what else jumped out to you? Covered the Lakers. What else jumped out to you for free agency? Um, I think the biggest story, other than the Lakers, that have made the biggest splash has got to be the Bulls. Yeah. Let's do Bulls. Be the Bulls. Um, so the first move they make, sign and trade for Lonzo Ball, which I feel like is the longest rumored move yeah, in the history we, of the NBA. And, then, and we got for it. For two seasons, we we've got been it. hearing that that's going to happen. They did a sign and trade. They sent uh, Sadoransky and Garrett Temple. Garrett Temple and a a future first, I think, for, mm-hmm. or maybe a maybe a second for Lonzo. Uh, that deal was f- five. Mm, I don't have the details in front of me. I think it was uh, maybe four years, 85. Yeah, four years, 85. Because DeRozan got the same money, but one fewer, only three years. So, yeah, they both signed for 85 million. Lonzo for four. And then, yeah, they did a sign and trade with uh, the Spurs for DeMar DeRozan. They sent uh, Thad Young and another expiring that slips my mind. At this time, um, Al Farouk Aminu. Thad and Al Farouk Aminu. To uh, the Spurs for DeMar DeRozan. So now, running another lineup, their roster, we have uh, Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan. Markkinen. Uh, Markkinen, Patrick Williams, Nikola Vucevic, Kobe White. Uh, they picked Alex Io. Caruso. They picked Io in the second round. They, have Al- they signed Alex Caruso. Thoughts? Let's break it down move by move. Lonzo Ball, I think, is a slam dunk move for them. I think he is a very good fit with um, Zach Levine in that he, in the half court, does not need the ball in his hands. I think this is a team that is a little bit of a weird fit because you have now DeRozan and Vucevic, who I think excel as half court players. Levine, Ball, kind of the rest of their team excels in like pushing the pace and getting up and down. Um, I think Ball's ability as a shooter and how that's come along makes very him a much better fit. He's shot it very, very well impressed last with season. The improvements to his shot. Um, that was the biggest question. I was out on him for the longest time just because the, sh- the, the shot, the form, whatever you want to call it is. Yeah, he's changed his form. He shoots it at a was, very respectable clip was at this point. broken. We were shooting from our left hip, but it's it's very respectable at this point. Um, um, go ahead. Yeah, excellent playmaker, excellent passer. I think he should be able to 
kind of set guys up, and I think he gives them a defender that they're missing on the perimeter. Yeah, they're also impressed with defenders. Im- impressed with how and committed s- he was to on the defensive end. He's been a pretty solid. Yeah, I would defender. say one of the better defensive guards in the league, probably. Over Which the last they need. Few years. They were desperate for. They have no one else that can That's do that. That's my problem, though. Is the rest of this team? I think they're going to give up just a sieve. They're going to give up an absolute metric shitload of points on a night-to-night basis. And I mean, I think they're going to have to score at a high clip. Um, so the ball move, I think, is a slam dunk because you get rid of two guys that I mean, you're probably not going to play anyway based on the other moves you've made. Um, you the th- DeRozan deal, I'm a little more hesitant on how I feel about it. Because the, for three years or bringing them in in, in general? Or for three years, I think, is kind of, I don't know, a weird move. The money wasn't too bad. Um, I just didn't like giving a player up to get him. I don't know. It's I, I guess you get the exclusive rights, and you know you're going to get him if you do a sign-and-trade. But Are you concerned about DeRozan's age, or just what, what's I the think three it, years? It's a bit of a weird fit. I think his age, I think – Giving up players to get him certainly not a modern player. He's much, very much a. But he's shown more as a playmaker and a true. guy that can make plays. And in the half doesn't court, shoot he can it from deep. Play though. kind of a point guard role. Um, and again, Demar Derozan's a really, really good player. I think more of this is the reason. And I heard and this is not my take, but I've heard it and I agree with it. Is that Levine is going to be due for the max next season, and he's kind of an insurance policy if Levine chooses to leave or if they choose not to give him the max. Um, Interesting. It maybe gives them leverage to convince Levine not to take the max. So I think that makes a little bit of sense. Um, overall, I like it. I like what they did. Caruso also gives them another defender. Yeah, I Question. like it. I mean, I think this team is kind of capped out as like a second-round team, though. It's it is currently constructed. They're not going to be able to guard the Nets, the Bucks. Yeah, I don't think they can beat the Bucks. That I think they – I think, I, I I think the I best think case scenario, they make the second round. I don't see them getting past the second I think, round. I think they could beat someone like Philly as they're constructed. They, they didn't really add that much. Um, I think they could beat a, a Philly yeah, or – Phillies – If they get it – We don't know who Philly will be next year, though. Right, the, the, the pending Ben Simmons – Saga. We'll, we'll see. A little aside, uh, not going to really talk about Ben Simmons. He said that he is no longer talking to anyone in the organization. All communications are going through his agent at this Good. point. Good. So that's that's a positive sign. Quick, my take on that would be: if I want to be traded, uh, there's no reason to me to fake nice with you. Just just send me somewhere else and sure. just let me know. Just talk to my agent about it. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I think it's I think it's reasonable. But the Bulls. Um, if yeah, they get a, I mean, if they get a good fun, draw, I think they can make. I think they can make. Sure, they get a lucky draw. They could end up like the Hawks, end up in the conference finals next year. They I certainly. I think they would not be favorites, but I think they could beat the Hawks. Yeah, I don't know. The uh, they could yeah, beat the they, Hawks. They could beat the Hawks three um, times out of ten. Type of like they if sure. they get a good draw, I think they could make like the East Finals. Like, but I don't think they can't beat the Nets or the Bucks, in my opinion. The defense is going to be a big issue. Let's go n- Let's go Nets-Bulls in the second round and just score 160 a night. Let's yeah. party. Let's get weird. You think there might be another move coming? You think Kobe White? I like him off the bench as a sixth man. Jordan I don't know if Kobe type. White likes it off the bench as a sixth man. And Does he have a choice? I don't, I don't know how good Kobe White is. I don't. The thing with how poorly the Bulls have been run and the coaches that the Bulls have over the past few years, um, 
I don't know anything about any of these players. I don't know if any of these players are good or not playing for Jim Boylan. I don't know if Kobe White is good. I don't I think know if Kobe Laurie Markkinen is good. I think Kobe White has shown enough as a scorer, as a, as also a shooter. Don't I don't know if – I assume they're not going to match Laurie Markkinen. Probably not. He, he's he's won a domino that hasn't fallen yet. And I assume, I assume he'll get an offer sheet and they won't sign and trade situation, though. Probably. probably. Based on how all maybe these other restricted free agents have gone, basically every single one of them is Maybe that's a chip they could use to do to bring in a more defensive-minded player. Yeah, that's my one thing about the DeRozan thing is, like, having a Thaddeus Young helps in that. Not that he's, like, an all-world defender, but compared to what they have in the front court, he's certainly better. Yeah. Gives him some defensive versatility. I think it thrusts Patrick Williams into a firm 30-plus minutes a night. He's going to have to make a pretty big step. That's Def- assuming Markkinen's gone, but they are making right. a huge I, I, gamble that I, he's going to hit and hit at a high level. I am kind of assuming that Markkinen's gone. I don't know that for sure, but... We'll see. I, I can't see them matching like a 18, 20, 22 million dollars a year deal for him. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Chicago fan, I think you're glad that your team's finally spending money and they're putting out a product for a historic franchise like this that's respectable. I think. Yeah, you can't not be stoked if you're a Bulls fan. I don't think. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a step in the right direction. I don't think they have the star power to to make no, the finals, win I mean, a finals, but. It's a step you in the right direction. Yeah, you don't get for that. so long. For so, like they need to rebuild the image. You mentioned to me last night that they've got new uh, front office, new management in there. For so long, uh, living in Chicago, people would complain about the perception post Jordan of the franchise, just a really, really um, bad reputation around the league for players. It's been hard to bring free bring free agents in. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe that's why they went the sign and trade route type of thing. Yeah, I think um, you've, we're finally to this, get some guys we're in. We're finally I think. out of the dark tunnel of the Gar Packs. Yeah, it Chicago was, Bulls era. It um, was dark for a while. A lot of people complain that they've never always in the always a bridesmaid, never a bride for the for the big names. Do you want a fun nickname that I saw on Twitter for the Bulls? I big would three? love it. Bulls Big Three: Demar Derozan, Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeBalzac. I'm in. How do we feel about DeBalzac? Sold. Sold. I'll see you at the United Center for some DeBalzac. DeBalzac. Put it on a t-shirt. Let's yeah. get it going. Um, New York Knicks, a team that, speaking of teams that have re- reconstructed their image as of late. Who's more back, recently, the Bulls or the Knicks? I don't know. They're both pretty back. Pretty um, similar levels of back. Similar Seven-game series, back. Bulls or Knicks? I, uh, the Bulls, I would say. I would um, agree. They've added. Uh, they added Evan Fournier on like a three years, seventy something. It was million. a lot. I was too much for me. Fournier's fine. He's a little decent rich for my blood for a tertiary, for like a catch and shoot playmaker. I mean, he's decent. Yeah, he's decent playmaker. Decent player. Not twenty. This is what gets teams into trouble whenever you start paying guys that aren't stars twenty plus million a year. Dude, the cap went up. No, it didn't. People forget. Cap went up. No, dude, it, it, dude, it went up. This is the first year in forever that it did not go up because of COVID. Um, so they got that. That was a little disappointing. A lot Cap's of teams gonna go up. Just go with it. Um, yeah, they cleared out all this cap space for Evan Fournier, which uh, and Native Son bring back. They bring back a lot of. Oh, yeah, they bring back a lot of guys. They bring back Noel. They. Lost Bullock, which I think is kind of sneaky a big deal. important. I like Bullock, yeah. Um, a team that relied on defense, they lost some defense. Um, yeah, they brought back Rose, brought back Rose, and then after the buyout with OKC, they brought in they brought in Kimba Walker, native son. I was talking about Kimba Walker, 
an exciting idea in principle. Kimba Walker seems. You think he's dead? You think he's dead? Stinks. Is dead. You think he stinks? His knees are so gone. I just I don't know. I haven't seen Kimba Walker. I mean, since he's been in Boston, he hasn't really shown to be himself or any version of himself. I don't really know what they're signing up for, but they're only paying him seven million dollars a year. Fine, whatever. Um, See what I you think got. It's fun, exciting. I think it's a no lose situation, really. If he's bad, whatever. Um, but I question if the Knicks will be any better. I would lean they'll probably be worse this year. I don't yeah. know. They relied so heavily on their defense, and all their defensive metrics were so crazy that I just don't see them being able to duplicate that. I don't see Julius Randle being able to duplicate a year like that again. Um, and, but if R.J. Barrett makes a huge step, that'll be that'll be a difference maker there, obviously. Yeah, they need. But the Kimba thing, yeah, I don't know. I feel good it about is it. In it's it's a no loss thing. I think it's a good theory. PR move, and if it works and if it pays off, it's so sick. Yeah, it's very cool. The garden will be jumping. Yeah. In theory, you mentioned it wasn't a lot of money. In theory, this is the type of player that they need. A Kimba that can get his own shot. Good Kimba can get his own shot. Because Barrett, that's not really his strength. Like, pick and roll, get your own shot type of guy. ISO guy. He gives them an element of that. If he's right, you would think. It seemed like they needed some sort of a... They were rumored for like Sexton type of guys. Like a guard that can... More offensive oriented and to yeah, to pair with their defensive help. style. But will this come at the cost of what their best asset is, which is their defense? Maybe. I don't know. I think yeah, a lot of these a lot of these teams signed guys. There's not a lot of I'm kind of devouring my own take here. Every team wants really good two way players, which there just aren't a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. Not available. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw some names at you, and you can pick whichever one stands out. John Collins, uh, extension, 5 for 125. Jarrett Allen with the Cavs, 5 for 100. And uh, OKC, rookie maxed, uh, SGA. Take your, take your pick. Uh, SGA was a surprise. I mean, you got to have him under control, I guess. But after all the trade talks, a little weird. Um, I'm glad. I mean, I think he's an excellent player, and he's only 22 years old, so... I think that's a great move for them. Uh, John Collins. Also a little surprised. Both guys were like kind of floated yeah, in trade talks. both guys floated in trade rumors. Um, On, uh, and now John Collins is a little bit of a less tradable asset than if you'd done a sign and trade. I don't know. I don't know. I think John Collins is a fourth banana probably on a really good team, and they probably need him to be the second banana on this team. Maybe. Maybe not, though. But I don't know. Um yeah, John Collins, I don't know. That's a little rich for my blood that ties up a lot of money for a team that probably needs another star, and now it's going to be probably harder to get that other star. Yeah, I thought he was the chip that could maybe get them that star. I guess. I mean, that contract, it's still semi-tradable. Yeah, I, I, um, I think it is too. I think it's fine. SGA, good for him. Happy for him. Good for him. Good for OKC. I think they need they, – yeah, he's, they, he's, he's they, a second or third guy as uh, well. But yeah, they're, they're way farther guy. away than yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, they're so far away from being So I think just getting all. that asset, a strong asset, is fine. I think that's good. I don't like the Jared Allen deal. I'll say it. Maybe um, for another team. It w they just picked Evan Mobley. They I mean, I still have Kevin Love. I don't. I would be shocked. I don't think Kevin Love's going to play another game for them. You think he will? Well, I think he'll just get bought he'll, out. He'll, or I think he'll traded? do a Memphis Grizzlies, Andre Godala, and just be like, 
trade me when you trade me, but I'm just going to hang out. In the meantime, well, I don't know. you don't need me to play. That. I don't know. I don't want to play. I mean, I don't know. Some team with the playoff push that needs like a ninth, eighth guy, like a Blake Griffin situation. So they have to buy him out? I mean, he's yeah. making a lot of money. But I don't know uh, how. His deal's got to be, what, two years left probably? Yeah, that's. T- I feel like that'd be tough to move. I don't know. I mean, Blake Griffin's deal, they got that done. So, yeah. Nothing's impossible. True. They can probably figure it out. Um, I'm just very intrigued to see what Mobley and Allen looks like. I don't know if I feel good shots. or bad at about it, but it's. I love. I love bad teams trotting out weird, weird lineups, it's, and it, I like that a lot. It could very much be I think weird. It's I was be very fun. I was hoping to see uh, Evan Mobley more at the five and kind of play in a more skilled up and down um, perimeter, not perimeter base, but uh, a more exciting. I, I mean, I think he's going to clog things up. I don't. I mean, you have Sexton Garland. I don't know. I mean, who's going to start at the three? Denny Avdia? Who? No. Uh, Seti Osman. Isaac Okoro. Okoro, yeah, that's true. Who they drafted last year. Yeah. I just it'll be fun. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I, it'll I be fun. I think Jared Allen's a really good player, so I think he's a having good him player. under contract, he's you know, I mean, still tradable. So should have said I'm fine with the deal. I think he deserves that money. I think he's a good player. Um, but I on the team, I don't know how it fits. But I guess if you're Cleveland, you're not really in the in the game of just giving you, up assets. You just keep whoever you can, I guess. I don't they know. don't need cap space. No one's gonna sign. No one's there. gonna sign there. It's true. They want to put the best players out there that they can. They're going to try to make the playoffs. I think Jared Allen gives them a better chance of making the playoffs than whatever they would have used that cap space on. Yeah, that's true. It's it's tough to hold on to your assets. It's tough to get decent Don't players. Don't just let them walk for nothing. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyone else? Uh, Devontae Graham went to the Pelicans. Uh, let me talk about can the we Pelicans. Just, can we just – I mean – Would you like to break the news that Zion's leaving? Let's get the Zion. Um, Zion to New York, baby. This is so, so, so reminiscent to LeBron and the Cavs the first time. They make this cap space. They try to make moves. They get rid of good players that Zion fits with in Lonzo Ball. They free up cap space. They completely strike out on every single free agent. They end up giving up a first-round pick to get a guy that Charlotte didn't want on a team that was – one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA, you get a five foot ten shooting guard who shoots threes and does not guard. I think this is they're probably the biggest loser of the offseason. Um freeing up all that cap space to get Jonas Valanciunas and Devontae Graham and lose Lonzo Ball, yeah, that that couldn't have gone much worse. Um I don't yeah. think Valanciunas and him is an any better fit than what him and Adams was. I mean, no, Valanciunas is better, but the fit is not any better for Zion. The no. lane is just as clogged. Oh, S- Spider-Man meme of... I mean, Valanciunas can, like, Valanciunas shoot a jump shot at 18 feet. He's, like, shot a three before in his NBA career, so I guess he's slightly a better floor spacer, sure. but not really. You end up with a Devontae Graham, who is, I mean, just the exact opposite of what they needed, in my opinion. I mean, I guess they needed shooting. Shooting was the thought, just space But, floor, I mean... I guess... I don't know. Devontae Graham is not a guy that I really want on my team. I don't know. It's just so reminiscent to LeBron the first time in Cleveland. It's kind of spooky, honestly. Boy, you, um, you can see – You, I mean, and just a, a clear as day picture in like two years from now, just one of the worst teams in the league by a lot. Yeah, I uh, – Just a barren – I mean, no, like I said around the draft, like they're going to move the team because nobody – they're a small market and one of – 
they have probably the smallest fan base maybe of any NBA team. And Nobody cares about the Pelicans. You've had two of the most exciting, talented players of the last ten years on your team. Yeah, and Pelicans fans that are Pelicans fans have to feel terrible that I mean you have two generational talents, two top five caliber players that you're going to lose for not nothing. I mean, you didn't lose Anthony Davis for nothing. You got a huge haul that's turned into kind of nothing. Whatever. I mean, you I got mean, they're fine. And now you have two. Two all-star caliber players under the age of 25, and you can't figure out a way to add any pieces that kind of complement them in any way. Um, seems like a, tr- a true fumble. Of, yeah, of these and on two. the same note, the team you feel slightly better as because they've made the playoffs is Dallas freed up all this cap space and ended up with just getting Tim Hardaway back, basically. Yeah, they, they signed him. I, I don't know if I wrote him down or not, but. Yeah, Hardaway signed for like four years. Um, I don't know they what the money was. Traded Josh Richardson and got Moses Brown. Yeah. And uh, like a second round pick, I think. Um, similar, they just can't get anyone around Luka to make them much better than a five or a six seed, it doesn't seem like. Yeah. Um, at least, yeah. Porzingis, maybe he'll become a player again. I have my doubts. I also um, have my doubts. Um, can I give you my two sneaky winners of free agency? Um, uh, one less sneaky than the other. Fire it. I think Miami uh, was a huge winner. I, was, I, was I think they're in. They're firmly now in that second tier behind Brooklyn and Milwaukee in the East. Adding Lowry and uh, I don't. I mean, PJ Tucker is a valuable, valuable asset. I think. Yeah. So they added uh, Markeith Morris. They added Dwayne Dedman. They um, re-signed Oladipo. Brought in PJ Tucker. They uh, re-signed Duncan Robinson, and then. Uh, sign and trade. Uh, no, it wasn't a sign and trade with Lowry. Just a just a straight up free agent deal for uh, Kyle Lowry. Also, I yeah yeah kind of kind of love it. Oladipo um, might have been only a one year deal. Yeah, I'm not Oladipo certain on that. I mean, I don't know. There's upside there. I don't really know. Duncan Robinson, one of the best shooters, maybe the the best shooter in the league. Kyle Lowry. Wise, it's certainly in the discussion. Kyle Lowry. I think another type of team that was missing a guy that could. Shot make and create some offense alongside he, Jimmy Butler. Like as stupid as Heat culture has gotten, and as much of a meme as it's become, Kyle Lowry just seems like he fits heat like guy. a glove perfectly. The type of guy that heat they guy. like. You need a charge. Oh, Taking charge. I got Kyle Lowry. Gritty. You know. Yeah. Chips are down. He's a guy that I want on my team. It's nothing, nothing flashy, but I don't hate Dwayne Dedman. I kind of liked him as he's bounced around. Mm-hmm. He's going to play like probably 8-10 minutes a night, maybe one rotation in the who first else, half. Who else is their backup center? Um, they lost, they, they m- don't have a Linux. I mean, they haven't had a him they had for m- two years. They had to move uh, Achua, right? Oh, no, that was in the rumored deal, maybe. Yeah, they still have him? they still have him. I like him a lot. I think I think Deadman is a decent, like... Why did I just search Kelly Olenek? Decent mid-range um, and can roll and dunk. I think he's a fine backup. Um, PJ Tucker, we he's gonna stand in the corner. Another thing we're forgetting about, and I think a lot of people, and a lot of times we do this unfairly. Like Tyler Hero got hurt last year and had an off year, but I think he's still a super, super interesting prospect. I was told he was a super good player. I was told. I think. I think he's somewhere in the middle of. We do this with our takes in the NBA of like we get so high, and then when guys don't reach that forty or whatever, he had thirty-eight point game in the finals. The next season, we're like, oh, next. bust, next. done. 
Yeah. Dead. I think he's somewhere in the middle, yeah, maybe. Somewhere in the middle where he's, you know, solid a nice contributor. Sixth man, a nice fourth starter, can handle yeah. the ball, can create in the pick and roll, can shoot it at a really high clip. Like, I don't know what this means for Goran Dragic necessarily. Um, he could still, they could just bring him back. I mean, that's not really a. Not really a big deal if they just bring him back. He's a trade chip. I don't know. I've heard rumors of him to go a couple different places. Um, uh, I've heard a Slovenian reunion with Luca in Dallas. I don't really know that really does much for me for Dallas. Nah. I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's a solid player. I don't know if he's a huge difference maker. It'd be a nice backup point guard somewhere. Guy I'd like to have on my team if I'm sure. trying to go deep in the playoffs. A real pro's pro. Pro's pro. Know what you're going to get. Yeah. Productive NBA player. Um, my sneaky winner and your some smaller one? moves that I like, Golden State. Okay. Really love. I wrote down they – Otto Porter turned down the mid-level to sign, sign the there, there for the Love minimum. Him is like a bench sure. guy. Bielitz yeah. is a bench guy. I think Bielitz is. I think he could really flourish Flame in that Golden thrower, State Bielitza. system. Yeah. Rain in threes, baby. I think he could really flourish. And then they get the free agent signing, basically, of getting Clay Thompson back. So I think earlier when we were talking about the West, I think they have to be right up there with any team in contention to win the West this year. Oh, I think. so now you're in on my Warriors, huh? Now you're in on my guys. I think – the more I thought about it with how Denver – if Denver and L.A., uh, the Clippers were healthy, I would feel worse. But, I mean, I think they have to be right up there with Phoenix. I like them just as much as I like Phoenix, I think. Sure. Yeah, they were – without Clay this year, they were in the play-in, and that was one of the more entertaining games of the year with the Lakers in the play-in. I think they're going to be back in the playoffs. Um, James Wiseman, we don't know. Maybe take a James, step. Maybe he takes a step. Take a step. We don't – a little unknown with uh, Kaminga and Moody. We'll yeah, see how they fit Kuminga in. Yeah, I helping this year. Maybe, though. I mean, I We'll don't see know. how they fit in. A couple rotations a game. Moody, maybe. I mean, they're both a little – I did overlook them when I was talking about the West. A little far off, sure. but, I mean, they got a proven championship core. Steph Curry, still sick. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, good players. Yeah. Do stuff good. Good players. Anyone else we want to talk about? Um – that's all I really had. I think. Yeah, I wrote down the um, the big moves. The Blazers signed Norm Powell. Toronto signed Gary Trent. Uh, the Wizards brought in Spencer Dinwiddie. He that domino finally falls. Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, is that ever is that official yet? I haven't seen uh, it officially. It could have been. Yet. It could have been rumored. I reported. Maybe I don't know if it's official. I think so. I think the Wizards and Dinwiddie do have a deal. I'm not yeah. positive on that, but. Um, Oh, uh, Julius Randle signed an extension. Okay, I assume he got the. That's, uh, that's good. That's good if you're a Knicks fan. Um, I mean, talk nice about signing, just cashing in at the at the top of the market. Yes, Dinwiddie to the Wizards. Julius confirmed. Randall. The Warriors traded Eric Pascal. Um, oh, yeah, it was getting pretty pretty clogged up there. I don't think he was going to get much playing time this year. Probably traded him to Utah. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, Dinwiddie. Uh, I think that rounds it up. I like it for the Wizards. I the, think. Uh, Dinwiddie. Um, Kawhi technically hasn't re-upped yet, but he'll be back with the Clippers. Kelly mm. Oubre is still out there. You're not a Kelly Oubre guy, are you? Meh. He's not really going to move the needle. Uh, Rotational wing. Dennis Schroeder. He's. Uh, yeah, that's unrestricted. Do you have any? That's the biggest domino to fall left. I uh, think. Markinen's restricted. He's the next guy. Uh, Reggie, your boy, Reggie Jackson. Yeah, Reggie Jackson, I think, will make the team a lot better. I assume Josh Hart will get matched and go back to New Orleans. Um, yeah, and then some older guys, Iguodala, Millsap, 
Boogie, all unsigned. Soon they'll sign somewhere for not a lot of money. Um, yeah, let's go ring chasing. Millsap, Iggy, they could, you know, help a team Jacob somewhere, Tullis. I guess. He's dead. Yeah, he is. He's dead. I mean, he's, you know, if he's your 10th guy, that's yeah. That's nothing to Ooh, where's feel the, bad where's about. Where's the sharpshooter J.J. Redick end up? He's unrestricted. Ooh. That's a piece. I don't know what he's willing to sign for. Lakers, but baby. Get another one. Yeah. Now. They got too many guys like that already now. Yeah, he didn't. That's true. Um, I don't know. Nets. Get him to the Milwaukee Bucks. Sign with the Nets. The Bucks didn't didn't do a lot. They don't have much much room. Any yeah. of the any of the big, mostly just kind of. They've already got their stuff in place. Yeah. Nets will be hopefully healthy. Yeah. In the East, I I guess the biggest change that could affect the landscape of either conference has to be Ben Simmons. Any recent rumors on on any deals? He said he wants to go play for Golden State. So Really? Yeah. I didn't see that. That's his preference. So he's only talking to the agents, and he wants them to trade him to the Warriors. That's a report. I don't know that for a fact. That would have to be uh, to make that work matched with the Wiggins money, I guess. Yeah, it would be Wiggins and then some Probably package like Wiseman. of like Wiseman, Kaminga, Moody, some combination of those guys. Uh, how would that work? Intrigued. How would that work? Don't know how well it would work, but intrigued. Ben Simmons and Draymond Green. Yikes. I don't I know how. I love a good weird lineup. And that, that would be weird. weird lineup. Yeah, those two can't shoot. No. no the other guys, can't. though. The other guys shoot they real shoot, good. They shoot good. Yeah. I, I, that is weird, yeah. Man, Simmons and Draymond, they would and Clay. I kind of like the idea of Simmons just at the top of the key, getting into the paint and just kicking to Steph and Clay, though. Man, that Simmons and works, Draymond and, and, uh, and Clay would get up like, in that ass. Like, that could be some good defense. I, could I, be good. Kinda, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm in. in. Let's do it. I'm in. Make the call. I'm in. Fucking get it done. Uh, who's the good-looking guy, the GM? Uh, Bob Myers. Daryl Morey? Bob Myers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Daryl Morey. Handsome. Um, no, Bob Myers, good hair, good-looking guy. Any other free agency talk you want to get into? No, I think we kind of we hit on all the big the big stuff, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't think we missed anything. All right, thanks for watching the. That's another episode down. Episode and friends three. podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe. We will see you all next time.